Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Full of frustration. Full of despair. From years of hurt, disappointment, and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware. And they found Major League Soccer. Yes, welcome to another episode of the MLS UK show. I'm Elliot Holman. And I'm Henry Hewitt. Here we go then. Um, kind of a normal episode, um, even though Henry isn't here. And we also have a very special guest joining us on the show as well, which I'm super excited for. It's going to be such a good proper soccer chat. Yeah, we did promise last week that we'd be back in the studio. Obviously, we're not, but it's for a very good reason. We reached out to Jillian Sakovitz, who, of course, hosts MLS Season Passes um, Countdown Show and the Wrap Up Show. Uh, she said, yeah, of course, I'd love to come on the MLS UK show. And we thought, well, we'll just dedicate the show to her. And we'll talk about MLS a little bit later on. But there's no point in me coming all the way to Derby for us then to go, here's an interview that we've already re- you know recorded and now we're going to talk for 10 minutes and now I've got to travel an hour and a half home. So it's very selfish, you know, but we will be back in the studio. We will be back next week. We promise. Maybe. So, Elliot, how's your week been? Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to say it straight away. Mine was brilliant, my weekend. Um, do you know what? I think I can put a positive spin on mine. Okay. I think a lot of people are coming around to my way of thinking regarding Orlando City's management team. And that's all I'm going to say on the matter. Right. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about Orlando later in the show. But I like how your positive is basically that everyone's thinking negatively now about Orlando. (laughs) I just think... uh, I was quite early last year. It was pre-US Open Cup. I was quite early when I said, I just, it's so hot and cold. Um, and I just think as a, as a coach, Oscar's like, you know, he's got the credentials big time. Um, but just sort of teases you with them and then whips them away again. And it's like, um, I just, I just think, yeah, time is time. But, um, I've noticed quite a few others now, uh, Starting to come on board the train. But I like the guy. That's the sad thing. Yeah. 
Oh, well, that is sad because he won your US Open Cup, of course. He won your first bit of silverware. He got to you to play us for uh, playoffs for the first time. But there's no sentiment in football, of course, as we found out with uh, in the Premier League this weekend as well. Uh, are you going to ask me about my weekend, Elliot? Mm, no, I, I, unless you've got anything <laughs> specific you want to talk about. Yeah, well, I mean, I had a trip to Wembley, saw Bolton Wanderers beat Plymouth 4-0 in the Papa John's EFL Trophy. Um, the people in the US might not have a clue what I've just said there, but uh, Stu Holden tweeted about it, so that was that was nice. Um, but yeah, nice trip to Wembley, 4-0. Um, you know, I've not had many of those with Bolton Wanderers, but uh, yeah, it was nice. Nice little trip down to, uh, to London. But what that meant was, because I had to uh, wake up very early, on Sunday morning, it meant that I didn't get to watch much of the MLS action, if any. Um, but it was nice to wake up on Sunday morning with Atlanta winning, Orlando losing, and then, of course, going and seeing Bolton win at Wembley. So for me, it was a fantastic weekend. You've incriminated yourself there. First of all, I'd rather in the US Open Cup. Um, secondly, uh, at, at home in our own stadium, by the way. Um, and secondly, I... At 6am UK time, had the Australian Grand Prix to watch and I managed to go right the way through. So there's no excuses. Absolutely no excuses. Yeah, but I did have to drive four hours like that morning. I don't think you had to. So did Lewis Hamilton. your living room. No, not having it. But uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a great weekend for me and it was very exciting to uh, then know that we're coming out the back of the weekend to this MLS UK show with the lovely Gillian Sakovitz on the show. Um, we recorded this last week. We're going to play it for you in a moment. But uh, Elliot, I mean, how lovely was she? It was so great to have her on. Yeah, do you know, I, I think they've put together a fantastic team. Um, and and I, I was full of praise in the in the interview with, with Gillian for, for what Apple TV have done. Not because I had to, not because anyone's asked me to, not because I wanted to suck up. I, I think they've done a fantastic job. And I think, you know, Gillian herself, by the way, we'll say it now, uh, rather than embarrass ourselves in the interview, I, I I think she's fantastic as well, and I think she's she's progressed so well in in the soccer sphere, um, especially while covering MLS. Um, but just a real pleasure. She had time for us, or she made time for us um, when she was super busy, um, and I mean that, and and we really appreciate that. And she's just soccer through and through. She loves it. Um, you know, she's really good at her job, but she's very knowledgeable as well. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Yes. So uh, let's play it for you now. We're going to talk about MLS, what happened this weekend, and look ahead to next weekend's action in a moment. But first, let's play out what happened when myself and Elliot caught up with Apple TV's MLS Season Pass, MLS Countdown Show, and MLS Wrap-Up Show host, the lovely Gillian Sakovitz. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. We're delighted to say we're joined by host of MLS Season Passes, MLS Countdown and MLS Wrap-Up, a cat lover and also a fellow 7th of July birthday holder, Gillian Sakovic is on the show. And Ringo Starr's birthday too. Yes, he's also Albert Rusnak of Seattle Sounders as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> Look at these. Look at these names. They're rolling through. I know. I, I'm going to put myself at the bottom of that list. Um, no way. You know. <laughs> Not you, Henry. 
Uh, well, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. We know how busy your schedule is. Um, you know, you're actually mid-recording. Are you? Uh, you know, with Apple TV at the moment. Can you can you give us a a feel of what your day is like? What have you done? What have you still got to do? So it's funny. Uh, we're all figuring it out together. And something I've really loved is how committed everybody is. Uh, we get the good people from IMG. You know, I think their work is very well known in England and we knew the name here and we just know they put on the really big events. Right. And uh, that's been great to have their expertise and then to have Apple and what they bring. And then MLS, we know we know soccer. Right. Uh, and we know the league, but it's been really nice to see it so unfragmented it was so fragmented for so long with the regional sports networks and multiple national broadcast partners and uh 63 different start times last year that it's been really nice to kind of bring that apple way that's clean and concise uh but also high quality um to the product and it's been a fantastic start but we you know the studio shows will be on wednesdays and saturdays and those are 12 to 14 hour days and then forget that the people behind the scenes are probably there 18 20 hours but everyone is only there because they want to be and that's been really 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 fun you didn't sign up for this project because you wanted an an easy paycheck you signed up because you know what the potential is of, of mls in the u.s but in the world and additionally uh then in the day-to-day -day, it's what i love for myself is i've been around the league for so long that yeah i'm talent but i find myself on calls and things that are not even discussions I ever thought I'd be having. Um, but I like being this involved. And I was on a call last night at 8.30 at night, 9 o'clock at night. It's It's been a blast. And I, I like how you can make whatever you want out of it. Well, Gillian, it's not it's not going unrewarded, all of this work. I have to say, uh, here in the UK, probably more than even people in the States and in Canada, we are in love with season pass it has made our life a dream um you know i i know we we've posted on socials uh, our setup on a saturday night with with all the games on and it's just a dream from having to find what channel is showing it uh, how how we're going to watch it um everything's just everything's a dream right now for us so so thank you for all your hard work and and everybody we we don't we don't get paid to big up season pass but we don't need to be it's like it's it's so good. It's changed the way that we consume MLS in such a positive way. So um, on behalf of, of everybody, probably in, in Europe, not just the UK, thank you so much. <laughs> well, you know, Elliot, uh, it's really sweet of you, you to say that, um, but it's a job I, I'm very, very lucky to have. So I, I appreciate that, but uh, I'm lucky to have it. And thank you uh, for watching, even though I know it's easier, it's in one place. Those hours are not easy uh on it on the time difference that the uk is on so thank you for staying up with us we saw daryl dk moaning about uh not being able to watch orlando because they're on at one in the morning and we were like mate wait till they play portland it's later than that <laughs> yeah tell daryl dk that if you guys do it he can do it too <laughs> yes uh, i mean he can do a lot of stuff a lot better than us but um no that's the least he can do is stay up and watch orlando at uh, <laughs> 4 a.m um, just a, a quick one. I'm just wondering: Have you had any uh, feedback yet from the league? Because it's it's gone so well. Um, you know, there must be a lot of pressure on you guys for this to work. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure because MLS was really bold in being the first ones to do it, 
so we want it to go well. It would be amazing if one day the NFL or the NBA says, we saw what MLS was doing because so often at just a 28-year-old league, the narrative is flipped, right? There's so many things that are so fantastic about those leagues and, and the way that uh, and their popularity that we copy them. So if and when the time comes, and I think it's more of when the time comes, it's going to be really exciting. The pressure has been welcomed, though, I can tell you, because the last few years, I think with everybody not knowing the direction of where soccer was going in the U.S., specifically MLS, it was a little bit foot off the gas because rightfully so, businesses didn't know if this was in their future. And now that it's the foot on the gas, um, it's on us. It really is. Jillian, I, I've got to say as well, we got into, uh, well, I got into MLS around 2015 and I, I dragged Henry in with me. Uh, I went over, uh, watched watched a game and that was it. You'll, you will know, you'll get that. I went to a game and I was like, yeah, this is... Yeah, what game? What game did is, you go? Uh, I went to Orlando v. Toronto uh, and it was at uh, Camping World Stadium. And a couple of days later, they played at home again. Love that schedule. Uh, mm. And they played New York City, saw Kaká score a penalty against like Frank Lampard. And I was like, yeah, this is this is it. This is incredible. Um, yeah, so yeah. so we we kind of have been what consuming MLS from from the same time that, that you've been working in it. We've seen mm. a huge change, like obviously for the better, huge positive change. When you look back, what are the biggest things that you think yeah, we really nailed that. We've come such a long way. What's What are the big headlines for you? Uh, I would say quality of play, um, exciting moments that go worldwide, right? Whether it's, I hate to bring up old European men, but uh, whether it's Gareth Bale uh, dunking on somebody to tie up MLS Cup to send it to extra time to send it to penalties, that LAFC MLS Cup was a quality game. And the fact that you're getting out of it with a team like the Philadelphia Union, whose pay grade is amongst the lowest in the league, but is made of guys that they've developed, which is like the European model, right? You know, you think of, I remember when I worked with Frank DeBoer at Atlanta United, like you think of Ajax. And to see that the Philadelphia Union built the team that way, and then LAFC built it with people like Gareth Bale, right, who didn't even play a ton last year, uh, but came on to do the types of things that that he can do. So I think that those two sides of it, having the star power at times, but then also having the Brendan Aronsons that go on um, from a place like Philadelphia has been really impressive for MLS. And then what I really love is when I'm abroad or uh, when I'm in another country and somebody has watched a New York City FC game, right? Because they they love Pirlo. Or the reverse, uh, a young guy like a Weston McKinney has come to, at the time, Italy. And uh, then that made them want to be like, where did that guy come from? And then they like look up FC Dallas a little bit more. So for me, that's been it, that while we have had Gareth Bale come, sure, um, and, and people like that, we've also sent some really good soccer players into the stratosphere. And I'm really proud of that. And I didn't answer your question about the pressure and the feedback. Um, there's been a lot of internal feedback and it's just, we all want to get better, right? And that has to be the message. But a really positive one was Bradley Carnell, the head coach of the Wonder expansion team, St. Louis City SC. And I logged on. I really like to make sure that I'm, even though I'm in the studio now, I don't want to be a pundit that hides in the studio. So I really try each week to get on um, a team call that the play-by-play -play and analyst are doing. 
just to be there, to be present, to, you know, say, sure. Now, granted, St. Louis City was an easy pick for me because I hadn't said anything bad about them. <laughs> it would have been a lot harder to get on, like, a Colorado Rapids call. But as soon as, like, uh, my little Zoom face popped up, I just thought I'd sit in the back and listen. And he's like, I really love what you've been doing on the wrap-up. And to even know he's watching the wrap-up, because with MLS fragmented all over the place, nobody outside of people in the southeastern part of the United States knew what I said on an Atlanta United post-game show. So that that was that was a little bit of a reward to be like, all right, you are watching. But I was also like, Bradley, wait till you lose a game. You're saying that to me now. Wait, just wait. That's incredible. I mean, and by the way, as two guys who have uh, are only just in our 30s, we don't mind you talking about old European men because we will be two <laughs> old European men very soon. Um, in soccer that, years, in soccer <laughs> years. <laughs> but um, that's incredible, the access that you get. And I think that's what we, um, you know, tell people over here when we compare it to, say, the Premier League. Is so that, different. Yeah, exactly. You know, you don't get the access, you know, like for us, it would be like us having a chat with Gary Lineker right now. It, it just wouldn't happen. So, uh, you know, the access that you get, you know, working on it must be incredible. I mean... Um, you know, is that one of the most underrated things about working with MLS is just how close everything is? So I think that that is all about perception because I, I played soccer my whole life, but it was not really, if you wanted to pursue a career in sports, soccer was not it, not, not in pre pre 2015. Right. So I had my eye on it, but I worked at a news station in New York where we didn't even cover the Red Bulls. We didn't even cover New York city coming into the league. We covered the Knicks, the Rangers, the Mets, the Yankees, all that, uh, the New York Giants, the Jets, and access is normal. You can have Aaron Rodgers, who's making, I don't even know, $200 million a year. MLS players, some of them are making $200,000 a year. And my actual, my frustration when I came into the league and something I have been really like a uh, um, kind of annoying about is access. Because what is normal in the soccer world is so different for us, but what's normal in the United States is so different. So I'd say to myself, why is it easier for me to talk to Carmelo Anthony than it is, this is an exaggeration, but um, McNamara on, on New York City FC. Like, why is it easier for me to get, contact the Knicks and get their superstar than it is through New York City FC? Well, NYC FC is coming from the Man City model, right? And they think, oh, we're still easing up. So MLS has come a long way, and that's a lot of credit to these communications teams that have it is a it is a labor of love every week because you get a Tiago Almada who's coming from Argentina where it is closed off, and then he's coming into Atlanta and they're saying these are our expectations, and then they got to meet in the middle, right? So while I love that in England we look like we get a ton of access, but that's something we're hammering away at at all times. You know, I can think to uh, the playoffs and covering the MLS Cup playoffs for ESPN, a team would win, and I won't say who, but their star player wouldn't do a post-game interview. So, ooh, my light just went off. Sorry, guys. Um, so while that's, and that's their right, right? They said, oh, I did my media availability earlier. You would never get that. In the NFL, you win the Super Bowl and everybody's talking. You win the NFC Championship everybody's talking and they're happy to do so. So it's something we're chipping away at, but um, it still feels hard here, which is, which is funny. Um, but to your point about access, some players have really bought in Oh, this stupid light. Some players have really bought in um, one being 
like Wayne Rooney. When he played at DC United, I was doing a um I was doing a national game and I was like, oh, he's not gonna come do availability. And he did. And he sat with me and he told me one of the best stories I've ever gotten out of a out of a player for like the way he saw the game. He told me the night before a game when he played, he visualized it like the way you would visualize a game before uh on Christmas Eve when you're visualizing like Santa coming into your house and like Oh, what's he going to bring? He'd ask the kit man, like, what are we wearing? What time? Uh, what time is kick? Is it at the 30? Is it at the 37? Because uh, he wanted to, like, visualize the night before kind of the walkout and everything that went into that. And that was great value. So you do get guys that that buy into it. And I, I think we we echo that. I mean, we've been surprised at, at some of the some of the people that have been really happy to to come and and chat to us on a podcast that they've probably never heard of on the other side of the world. Um, but like to, who? To, well, um, Taylor Twelman said he knew of us, but we don't think he did. Yeah, we don't. We don't believe him. You'd be surprised. That guy consumes a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. He probably did. To your point about the, you know, the other sports in America, obviously I've visited a lot and, and I've seen that change that you're talking about. Um, MLS being bottom of the pile and working its way up. I, I went to a sports bar to watch uh, the MLS All-Star game, which we need to talk to you about. Um, and they didn't even know what it was, how they could put it on 36 screens. And they were like, no idea. Obviously now that would be completely different. Um, so it's been a huge, uh, you know, a huge journey, a huge improvement for the league. Um, and mentioning All-Star, uh, that's something that's on season pass. It's not your first rodeo with uh, with the All-Star game. What's that week like? It's so fun. It is so fun because the players are light. Uh, we don't get to see them like that right in the middle of the season. Uh, it's always kind of fun to see the opposing side. Uh, not really in Liga MX because there's so much um crossover now with Liga MX and MLS but it would be like back in the day now with Arsenal coming trying to think like back in the day you'd get some of these teams that would show up like a Juventus and they would be like half really um mesmerized and half confused like what is this what is happening why am I here what is this like Disney World moment in in mls because all, all sports have it right and some people don't watch the nba but they'll watch like the nba all-star game or the D- slam dunk competition uh, and mls has has kind of captured that with uh, the skills challenge i had so much fun doing the skills challenge last year on the sidelines um and then doing the sidelines for all-star it was really fun to grab a player like a walker zimmerman type or um anybody and just grab them and like talk to them live in a little picture in picture about what they were seeing on the field. Um, you don't get to do that and you shouldn't during a game, but to do it during all star, um, go sit on the bench and like live chat about whatever, while we're all watching this game was fun. And then it's great that Arsenal's coming back. Um, so for any Arsenal fans that are watching this now, and, and like you said, are, are probably confused by the whole thing. What what can they <laughs> expect? What what uh, What is MLS All-Star? Because it is a very alien thing for us in the UK. It is a very US sports uh, deal. So the night before the, skill, the All-Star game is the skills competition, and that is our slam dunk competition. And that will be half Arsenal, I think, I don't know this, but in the past, it's half Arsenal players half MLS players and they're doing trick shots, crossbar challenge. And that's just fun because while the guys kind of, I do feel like roll their eyes at it when they get there, then they get really competitive. And I remember in 2019 in Orlando, Wayne 
and Nani, like, were not messing around. And I think that their tone changed a little bit when they're like, all right, let's not mess. Um, so tune in for that. And then the All-Star game will be the best, you know, 18 players in MLS. Uh, and the whoever comes from Arsenal, we hope you all come. And uh, you guys going up against each other. And it's fun, right? Because guys know they're going in for 30 minutes. They're going in for 45 minutes. So then, again, they're gets to be that little extra pressure to like put on a bit of a show. And also Arsenal, don't be scared. If the broadcast like tries to mic you up, say yes, we might try to put a microphone on you while you're playing soccer, especially the goalkeeper. So think about, um, think about that. But I want to start a campaign. MLS doesn't know this and I don't even know if they'll get mad at me for saying it. Uh, no, I'm just, I've told my bosses I want it's Wayne Rooney, right? And it could be Premier League, top of the table, winning, Arsenal coming over here. Who knows the Premier League better than Wayne? I feel like Wayne should get back into, like, the skills competition. Like, I bet he could still do some good trick shots and teach the boys a few things. So I want to advocate the the uh, MLS home coach, which will be Wayne Rooney because he coaches DC United, always coaches the MLS All-Stars, but I want Wayne to get involved. So that's like my own little campaign that I've started. Yes. Uh, right, Jillian, I really want to ask about, um, you know, get your thoughts on what's been happening so far this season in MLS. But just a quick question before we move on to that. The, the Probably the most question uh, and asked question we ever have on the show is from people going, if you were in the US, which stadium or which city would you most like to watch uh, soccer in? Because we've both watched it in Orlando and that's it. So I think there's there's not many people better than yourself to give a definitive answer to this. What's your favorite city uh, to watch MLS in? Well, back you guys up. Hani Mukhtar, reigning league MVP and Golden Boot winner, told me he loves playing at Orlando. And that's not one you get a lot. It's good, but it, I wouldn't say it's in the upper tier. So you guys all keyed in on something very special. I think that purple intensity is it um for grandeur and like holy moly mercedes-benz stadium where atlanta united plays seventy-three thousand capacity a rotating opening closing roof um and like just insane concessions everything it's a two billion dollar stadium so that's like whoa uh also a lot of like pyro fire when somebody scores joseph martinez almost uh was fell victim to that once um and then in terms of a very unique experience, I would say Providence Park where the Portland Timbers play. It's right in downtown. Uh, you pull up to it and you think it's like a two-story building and it's really like a bowl. I think it used to be a baseball stadium. And just the way it traps sound, the the Timbers army, the flags, the green and yellow smoke is, is fantastic. So those are my favorites. Uh, others I'll throw on there are... But Providence Park, like, no fancy concessions, no fancy bathroom. So uh, that kind of thing. People now really like BMO Stadium, where LAFC plays. And um, I I think uh, Allianz Field is underrated, where Minnesota United plays. I think that has much more of, like, a European feel. The touchlines are very close. Uh, the seats are very vertical. Geodis Park is similar. And they're all kind of modeled after Red Bull Arena. And that's a really great soccer-specific stadium. It just needs some updating but it's um, it is traditional. 
Providence Park is definitely um, definitely top of top yes. of my list. But um, that that leads us on just before we let you go to to talk about this season. Portland, who play at Providence Park, we're still waiting to see if they're if they're bouncing back from uh, a, a difficult year last year, along with with Seattle as well. Who's really stood out for you? I know St. Louis, obviously, that's an incredible story. Um, any left field teams that have maybe taken you by surprise so far? So St. Louis, it, yes, for sure. Uh, going up on on um, now at five straight wins. Um, they can really check off, I think, this weekend against Minnesota United at home. Uh, no disrespect to, to Minnesota United. That's one you could give a little bit of love to. They're unbeaten, despite the fact that Emmanuel Reynoso, their their man, their man in everything, is not there, uh, still in Argentina. So credit to them. Um, who's disappointed in me, I think, would be Austin and and their start. Um, you mentioned Portland. I think they're going to bounce back. I really do. Um, but in terms of who's really impressed me, I'm happy that Cincinnati has lived up to what we thought they could three straight years of the wooden spoon. And then last year they make a decent playoff run. They have an exciting year with guys like Lucho Acosta, um, Branner, Brandon Vasquez. And now they're sitting there. Uh, no disrespect to new England. They're top of the table right now in the East, but they don't super excite me. Um, and then I think a really interesting one is going to be Tiago Almada and Atlanta. I don't care that you had seven players on international duty. Who goes to Columbus and loses 6-1? That's ridiculous. After winning 5-1 the previous week uh, against Portland. And we don't know what, you know, Tiago Amada, he is MLS right now, and that's fantastic. He could be there through the year. I, I, there were reports that they said that they want to keep him through the year, but he could be there through the summer. Atlanta United has a roster that should absolutely uh, not be losing uh, 6-1. So those are some teams that kind of stand out to me. Then if I kind of look at the West, Seattle, I'm not surprised by them. But after the year they had last year of winning CONCACAF Champions League, the first MLS team to ever do it, uh, but then failing to make the playoffs for the first time in their history, you are you were hoping that all those pieces would be firing and to watch like Jordan Morris. So the guy scored four goals last weekend. So it's nice to see Seattle being Seattle because I think that's good for MLS to, to have a little less parity and have some real powerhouses. Yes, uh, I would totally agree with that, Gillian. And uh, I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on Atlanta. Don't be fooled by the fact that I've been to Orlando. I'm a big Atlanta fan. That's why I'm so excited that you've been on the show today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we we really appreciate you joining us, Gillian. Um, you know, I know you're busy and thank you so much for taking time out on your lunch break as well to talk to uh, myself and Elliot. If you want to hear more from Gillian, don't forget that she is the host of MLS Season Passes, MLS Countdown, and MLS Wrap-Up Shows. You can subscribe uh, on Apple TV right now. And if you're not an Apple user, you can also do it on the website too. Uh, Gillian, thanks so much for joining us. Enjoy the rest of the season. Enjoy All-Star. And uh, hopefully we'll get to speak to you again very soon. Yes, this was really fun. So thank you guys for making it fun. And um, let me know when you come for another game. And go see a game elsewhere than Orlando. No disrespect to Orlando, <laughs> but you've got to check some more stadia off. Definitely. We've got a list, don't worry. We're on it. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. MLS UK Show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. So there you have it. Uh, wonderful. So, so enjoyable um, to chat to Gillian. You can you can see how much we enjoyed that. It's been a while since we've had uh, a guest on the show as well. So uh, super exciting to to chat to her, get her perspective on everything, find out a little bit behind the scenes as well in, in what goes on uh, in the in the very new world of, of Apple TV and MLS season pass. Gillian Sakovitz, thank you once again for, for joining us. Exactly, yeah. So let's talk about MLS last weekend then. Of course, Gillian covered it with Andrew Weeby. I saw on social media they were uh, laughing about the amount of makeup that Andrew Weeby has on, which, uh, I mean, to be honest, as, as most of you know, my wife Poppy is a makeup artist, and if I had to appear in front of all those people on Apple TV, I'd be plastering it on as well. So I don't blame Andrew Weeby <laughs> for that. Um, but let's uh, let's talk about this weekend's action then. Uh, let's start off with St. Louis. The winning runs over. Uh, they lost 1-0 at home to Minnesota, but they're still top of the West. And let's treat it as a bit of a celebration for a great start. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I've said it before. It's always going to come to an end. Um, you lose a game. It doesn't mean it's all over. It's not a disaster. Um, they're still <laughs> still flying pretty high. Um, the downfall, I, I think, for St. Louis here, if we, if we really want to dig into the, you know, the tactical side of things straight off the bat, and I'm sorry to jump straight in there, um, but tactically, I'll tell you exactly what went wrong for St. Louis here. The other team didn't pass the ball to them. <laughs> it's the first game; it's not happened, um, and so it's all it's all gone wrong. Um, but in all seriousness, they had chances. They did have chances. Um, it wasn't an awful, um, yeah, you know, it wasn't an awful performance from St. Louis at all. Um, Minnesota are impressing me though, and I know uh, Gillian touched on it as well. Uh, what a start they've made! Um, but I actually you know that's that's their third win away I, I believe I've got nothing in front of me I, I think that's their third away win of the season and that's that's massive at this point it's so impressive yeah well funnily enough they've only scored six goals in five games but they're still unbeaten so you know the MLS attitude of scoring as many goals as you can obviously it's not happening in Minnesota but they're winning games, they're drawing games, they're up to fourth in the West, they're still unbeaten. So, yeah, they're doing it really well and they're keeping it tight at the back as well. St. Louis have scored plenty of goals. Obviously, as you've said, it does help when they get past the ball from the opposition. Uh, and this week they didn't. But, uh, yeah, it was a big win. Many thought that St. Louis were going to continue the run, a home game, but it didn't happen. And Minnesota are probably showing the form that we expected from them maybe last season. They, I know they made playoffs, but they stuttered a bit last year. Uh, you know, they've been on this sort of little rise and it kind of stuttered a little bit, but I've been seeing the how they've started this year. It looks like they're going to continue that. And, uh, yeah, and, and I'm sure they'll be looking at a top four finish. Yeah, I'm I'm super impressed with both with both sides. What a start for both sides, to be fair, um, and and definitely not two sides that you, you know, what what were the odds uh, at the start of the season for uh, for Minnesota and St Louis to to both be up there? Um, massively, massively impressive, and um, I'm 
I'm looking forward to seeing it continue. Yes, well, a side who also uh, are looking for their form to continue is Seattle. They went to LA Galaxy 1-2-1, a very impressive victory. But once again, it's not good at LA Galaxy. Booze at the final whistle. Um, let's talk about Seattle first of all, though. Jordan Morris scored again. Um, Leo Chu set him up and then scored. They're getting a good partnership going, aren't they? They are, and you have to feel almost for Jordan Morris. We've talked um, recently, even just last week, about players leaving MLS too soon. Um, Jordan Morris, of course, had that move to Swansea and and got injured. You kind of feel like at this point he deserves a second bite of the cherry in in Europe because the man has started the season on absolute flames. Uh, Ridiculous amount of goals already. Uh, if you haven't got him in your fantasy team, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> and I uh, I think for Seattle, that was a really, really big result. It doesn't matter that LA Galaxy haven't made a, a brilliant start. Going there is such a such a such um, an event. It's always a difficult game. It doesn't matter what LA Galaxy side you, know, you put out. There's history there. And Seattle really, really stamped their authority on, on the Western Conference with this win. I think d- regardless of of what LA Galaxy have done so far this season, which has been poor. It is worrying. Struggling with goals. 100% really struggling. Yes, they are. Of course, Seattle followed up their win at SKC last week with this win. Um, LA Galaxy, though, it's just not going right. Of course, they had issues in goal this week. Klinsman played, but he hadn't trained all week. He'd got an injury to his finger. And I think for the second goal, Leo Chu's goal, it looked like, I don't know, it looked like that maybe had that in his mind. I don't think he stretched as much as he could. Uh, I mean, he went 2-0 down. He got a 2-1. But then just not enough at all for me with LA Galaxy. You still have some good players in the, you know, the team. Uh, and yeah, things aren't right. We've discussed it before, but uh, I'm, I'm fascinated to know LA Galaxy fans, if you're watching this, if you're listening on your podcast provider, get in the comments on YouTube, tweet us at MLS UK show, what exactly is going wrong at your club and what can change? Is it just a case of getting, you know, one man out from the top or is it a whole bunch of things? Let us know. Yeah. Interesting on the goalkeeper as well, isn't it? Because you have to feel like there was definitely scope for him to play and, and perform well in that game. Otherwise, he wouldn't have started. It doesn't matter. It, it, even if you have no uh, keepers available at all, there's a there's an MLS pool for goalkeepers that you can draft in a uh, you know in an emergency. So I, I don't know if we're we're just clinging on to to excuses. I you know that surely you don't start a keeper if he's not going to be able to play in the game. That's that's mad. Yeah, you're right. You know, I, I don't know uh, how they feel with the you know, the the other goalkeepers in the squad at the moment. But, um, you know, you do think that, especially against Seattle, Seattle have proven that they are going to be having more shots than most. If they played Montreal, maybe you could understand, but they're not they're playing Seattle and they're going to have a lot of shots and they're going to challenge the goalkeepers. So for him to be injured, um, you know, and it not work out, it's, it doesn't seem a big surprise to me. But uh, yeah, LA Galaxy struggle again. Um, let's have a look. We're not going to look at every game uh, from the weekend uh, as we've done on this series of MLS UK show. We're only looking at a few and then we'll run through the scores later on. Uh, but a match that you watched, Elliot, was at New England Revolution. NE Revs have had a very good start. NYCFC have been okay. They've been, uh, you know, I think a lot of people actually thought that they might struggle this year. They've done better than that. This ended 1-1. Right result in the end? Yeah, definitely. Um, It was a slow burner, if I'm honest. First first half was uh, a difficult watch. But I I think one of the 
one of the things that, that I noticed was a massive swing after the um, Carles heel goal that put uh, New England up in the last half an hour of the game. You know, it was all NYCFC. The pressure was building and building and building. Um, and I think Bruce Arena did the right thing. He brought Altidore on, I think, to try and give them a bit more of an outlet, something up top uh, to try and, you know, bring bring the swing of the game back in their favor but it didn't work out and it, it was the, the the goal was so inevitable um talis magno scored they've struggled a little bit they've you know been trying to play him through the middle he's clearly a winger um yeah they've created chances and not not been putting them away so for me one one was was completely spot on um new england had a goal chalked off um before heels goal which it's exactly what happened at Atlanta in the Atlanta Portland game. It's literally the same, same thing. Someone in front of the keeper. So one was disallowed, one wasn't. You you make your mind up. Yeah, there's uh, yet again no consistency with VAR. Uh, NYCFC have started very well at home. Uh, do you think that their success this season is going to be based on how they do away from home? Whether they can pick up the odd the odd win and a valuable point like they have this weekend. Well, it's a tough. All jokes aside, it's a tough place to go. NYCFC, you know, they're always going to have a massive home advantage. Um, if you win most of your home games, you you know you make the playoffs. It's simple as that. And then once you're in the playoffs, we know the formats changed this year, but all you need to do is make the playoffs, and it's game on from there. So they already have a huge chance. Um, but you know, picking up points here and there away from home for for them is is what's going to push them more to the top of the East. Um, and and so far they look a lot better than maybe we were giving them credit for. Not just us; everybody was giving them credit for at the start of the season. Okay, so let's move on now to Toronto FC versus Charlotte. Toronto went two goals up uh, thanks to a goal from a corner from Bernard Esky, which was brilliant. Um, and then Charlotte came back in the second half to equalise. It's got to be two points dropped for Toronto, isn't it? You know, this is very disappointing uh, for their fans. I don't think it matters who you, who you play if you're two nil up. Um, you know, if this was against LAFC, you've worked hard, you've gone 2-0 up, scored some... You know, I mean, the first goal was incredible, by the way, scoring from a corner. Uh, I I think it's a disaster if you you chuck that away and, and I was going to say lose 2-2, but that's what it will feel like. Um, especially against Charlotte. They're, they're, no offence, they're not good. They're not a good team. Um, but that's another big away result for Charlotte. You know, they've already gone, gone and got one at, at Orlando and it's another big point there in the East as well. So fair play, fair play. Um, and the goal, the Charlotte goals, lovely. We saw some lovely team play from, from Charlotte as well. So um, we shouldn't discredit them just for the fact that they're down the bottom of the standings. Um, that could change if they keep grinding out results like this. Yeah. Well, now they're unbeaten in three after a very poor start. Toronto unbeaten in four, uh, sorry, five, but they have drawn four of those. So yeah, for both teams, it's just about converting to victories now. Um, but you'd, I mean, you'd imagine Toronto should get up in the playoffs with the players they've got. Insignia's going to come back as well. Uh, however, yeah, they'll, they'll look at this this weekend and be very disappointed. Uh, right, Elliot, let's talk about Orlando then. They lost at home 2-0 to Nashville. Uh, Pico and Mukhtar with the goals. Um, a, a decent start to the season for Orlando, but now you've not won in a few games at home. It's uh, it's kind of starting to fall apart a bit, isn't it? Yeah, and it's the same. There's been no progression from last year. You know, the the home form was dreadful last year. Very few teams won less games than Orlando at home last year. 
Um, I believe maybe DC, um, again, haven't got it in front of me. I think DC were one of the only teams and they obviously <laughs> did not have a good season. Um, so also more frustrating after you've just gone to Philly away and ended a run of like, you know, two years unbeaten for them at home. Um, so ever so bizarre. I don't know what's going on. We just can't win at home and... It's not something you want to hear when you're the coach, is it? Let's be honest. Yeah, you're right. And I mean, it is funny how we're saying this after uh, winning at Philadelphia last week, you know, despite the fact that, as we know, especially with the Atlanta result, any matches on an international weekend don't actually count. You shouldn't count to standings. Um, but still, that was a very good win. And uh, yeah, it's just a home farm. You won the opening game against uh, New York Red Bulls and then since then haven't won a game. In fact, you've played most of your games at home. Um, what can he do to turn this around? You know, you're, you very much think that you should be uh, having a change. Um, what what can he do? What can he do to get people on the side and, and the team playing well at home again? I don't know. I don't know what, whether it's a, a mental thing Um but I, I just think that roster on paper, it was good last year. And I said this coach should be getting more from that team. You know, we, we scraped the last, the final playoff spot. Um, this year, they've, they had wide, what was widely regarded by everybody as the best offseason. They put together such a good roster. Can't win a game at home. Why, what, what's going on? You know, there's no, there is quite simply no excuse for it Th that that's it you know th uh, there's rosters even toronto you know okay well they've made they've made moves but their roster's still not not as good as orlando's they've got good individual pieces but orlando's roster on paper is easily one of the best in the league it doesn't matter about proven players or big names or you know that roster should 100% be winning at least home games against Nashville and it shouldn't be losing to Charlotte. It's, there's no excuse for it, you know, and if you want him to stay because he won US Open Cup, well, how long do we dine out on that? You know, that, like you said before, you're bang on, bang, bang on, there's, there's no sentiment in football. It's a results business. You're being paid to win games. So, I'm sorry, but that's... That's the way it is, isn't it? Let's be honest. Quite scathing from Elliot Holman there. Orlando fans, let us know what you think. Uh, hit us up in the comments on YouTube or at MLS UK show on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok as well. Uh, or you can email us, hello at MLS.show. Um, right, before we just run through uh, the rest of the results, I want to give a good, uh, a quick mention to Vancouver. 5-0 against Montreal. What a performance. What a win. Montreal went down to 10 men in the first half, but then Vancouver, just everything they touched seemed to turn to goals after that. Uh, obviously, they're Canadian rivals, so that would be a, a great result for them. Uh, but Montreal remain bottom of the table. Apart from their win against Philly a few weeks ago, they've not even scored in any of the other games. It's really not started well under the new era, has it? No, and, and I said, didn't I, um, we needed to... Needed to wait to see what we're going to get from Montreal when they start getting some home games. Uh, what do they get? An away trip to Vancouver, their rivals, um, and thumped 5-0. Like, that's... It's an excuse. Imagine can imagine conceding five goals, Henry. Imagine. Yeah, I mean, six, I understand, but five, <laughs> that makes no sense at all. 
Um, right, let's run through the other results then. I mean, speaking of uh, scoring six, Columbus followed that up with scoring four. They beat RSL 4 0, um, which is brilliant for them. Top goal scorers uh, in the league. Uh, Cincinnati 1, Miami 0, uh, Philadelphia 0, SKC 0, Chicago 0, DC 0, Colorado 0, LAFC 0. You can understand why we're only talking about five of the matches mm-hmm. for this week. Um, Dallas 1, Portland 1, and then San Jose 2. Houston won. Uh, next week, when we're hopefully uh, back in the studio, we'll go through uh, the matches from this weekend again. And um, and yeah, we'll discuss more on a few of the other teams on how they're doing so far this season. Uh, right, well, let's move forward to this weekend then. Um, it's uh, We'll do our predictions. Uh, Elliot, you're still 1-0 up in the series because, I mean, this seems like ages ago now. It was the weekend that contained Charlotte versus uh, Atlanta. Um, you uh, well, we we drew twenty five points each. Of course, ten points for correct uh, score, five points for a correct outcome, uh, and you won the first round. So still one nil to you. You're still winning. And if it's the rate that we're going at, it'll probably be a free match series like the MLS playoffs. So you p- could potentially win by default. I'll take that to be honest. Um, my mission is to uh, be busy, too busy for you to come and visit at any point for the rest of the season. So I just I just take it out. I know. I mean, was it July when your uh, your baby's due? Yeah. So I mean, I've got to get some predictions in before then because after that, it's uh, you've got that excuse. Then <laughs> you've got that excuse. Of, I'm too busy. Sorry, too busy for you to come around. Oh no, is that the baby crying? Oh, oh you no, can't come. Uh, <laughs> Stoppage time episodes for the rest of the series. Um, before we do the, actually the predictions, just a shout out to everyone who's listened and viewed. I'm, I know this is a bit of a mismatched uh, series of the MLS UK show, but uh, yeah, we've had so much uh, kind messages um, and obviously you all seem to understand the reasons why we are um, quite busy in our personal lives but of course you know and with Elliot's news it's uh, yeah we just we are trying our best we are making an episode every week and we will continue to do that so thank you so much Uh, right let's do predictions and let's make sure that I can get back to winning ways and get it to to 1-1 um, obviously all these matches are on uh, Apple TV's MLS Season Pass all these matches in the UK are on Sunday morning uh, sorry if you can hear that in the background it is Manchester there's a car alarm going off that is not uh, you know not something that we you is a bit alien to us that does happen a lot um, right let's get cracking Cincinnati versus Philadelphia Elliot um, Philly playing a bit of CCL I'm going to go one all. Ooh, I think 2-0 Cincinnati. DC versus Columbus. You can't back DC in this, can you? Um, sorry, DC. I'm going to say 2-1 Columbus. I think their goal-scoring um, form continues. They scored six, then they scored four. I think they're going to uh, half it again and score... Well, they didn't half it the first time, sorry, but uh, they're gonna they're gonna get free actually. They're gonna get free this time. I think it'd be three one Columbus. Okay, uh, LAFC versus Austin. <sighs> Not been the season for Austin so far. I think LAFC three nil winners. Yeah, um, I think this would be quite a close game actually. I think Austin will turn up, but I don't think they'll win. I think it'd be three two to LAFC. Miami against Dallas. This is hard to call. Um, so I default to home advantage and go 2-1 Miami. Yeah, I think Miami as well at home, 2-0. Uh, 
New England put in a good performance this weekend against a tough NYCFC side. Montreal, probably easier visitors. Um, I could be massively wrong. We'll see. Uh, I think they win this 3-1. 4 New England Revolution. Uh, New York Red Bulls taking on San Jose. Again, I go home advantage. Um, Gillian loves that soccer-specific stadium in uh, New Jersey. I'm going to say 2-0 New York Red Bulls. 3-0 New York Red Bulls. Uh, NYCFC. Back at the baseball ground, taking on Atlanta. Come on, NYCFC. Um, <laughs> I think this is going to be two all. Oh, we, we're picking the same outcomes. Um, I think a draw as well, but no, actually, go on then. I'll, I'll be different to you. I'll say New York City FC will win. I think it'll be 2-1. Ooh. Uh, Minnesota, who we've been praising, travel to Chicago. I am going to back Minnesota on a narrow 1-0 win. Risky. Hmm. I think, I think Chicago, actually. I think it'd be 2-1. Okay. Uh, LA Galaxy, troubled start to the season, to say the least. They are traveling to Houston Dynamo. And uh, take your pick here, really, isn't it? Um, uh, Nil-nil. I don't want to do a nil-nil. We had too many nil-nils last week, but that is a... Mm, I'll go 1-1. One, one. Okay. Uh, SKC are at home to Colorado. Uh, SKC win this 2-0. Yeah, SKC gone back to uh, not conceding again after last weekend in Seattle, I think. I think they win 1-0. Go on. Okay, Nashville. Uh, back at home uh, after a win at Exploria Stadium. They take on Toronto. Hmm... I think low scoring again. I'm going to go one nil Nashville. Um, you know what? Just for something different, I'll go high scoring. I'll go three two to Nashville. <laughs> uh, RSL welcome Charlotte. Uh, this for me is two one RSL. Yeah, I think RSL will win two. I think it'll be. I think one nil. One of the games of the weekend for me, Seattle up against St. Louis. This is a real test for St. Louis. Can they bounce back? Difficult place to go. I think Seattle, unfortunately, I think Seattle run riot here. I don't really know why. I'm going to go 3-1. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, top two in the West, but I think Seattle uh, will win. Um, I mean, they're so dominant. They're so dominant at home as well. St. Louis have had a great start. I do suspect it might even it out now. Um, after that great start, I know we've got a lot of people, a lot of St. Louis fans listening to the podcast, so apologies to them. But yeah, I've got to agree. I think Seattle, I think it's 3-1 they win. He's trying to be a fan favourite, isn't he? Uh, Vancouver at home to Portland. Cascadia Cup. I think this finishes one all. Uh, I think 1-0 Vancouver. Okay, uh, there you have it. Um, then we're back into more US Open Cup after that, unless you want to start making predictions on forward Madison FC, who have great kits. Um, I think we'll leave it there. Um, right, that's it from us. Uh, we may be back in the studio next week. We may be back on Zoom, but hopefully this episode has worked well. Um, remember, if you have liked it and you uh, want to rate us on your podcast provider, then there's one rule and one rule only. Five stars, LA Galaxy style. Remember when they were good? 
And with the start to the season, yeah, that they've made, that'll probably stay five five stars LA Galaxy style for another 12 months at least. Um, obviously on YouTube as well, we've hit a thousand subscribers if you saw us on our Twitter. So thank you so much for everyone. We we shouted it out last week asking, can just anyone else subscribe to us? We've passed a thousand now. Uh, we released our first uh, YouTube short video as well, which got a thousand views. So that was nice. So thank you very much uh, for supporting us on there. Um, if you haven't subscribed yet, more people watch the videos than subscribe, uh, I think. Anyway, I'm looking at the stats. Uh, so please uh, subscribe, click your notification bell and uh, like this video as well. We'd really appreciate that. Um, but for now, that's all. So uh, I've been Harry Hewitt. And I've been Elliot Holman. We will see you back for a full episode soon. I'm going to drag him over here. It's fine. It's all fine. See ya. Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.